0: Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market like we are every Sunday at 10. I'm joined by Josh Goodwin, my normal co-host from Goodwin Mortgage Group. Uh, This is Andrew Duncan, and we also have a special guest today. Our show today is going to focus 100% on uh, rides in real estate. We have Sean Murphy from Paddock One uh, premium garage condos. And, um, you know, so, we're, so we're, we, we, teased this show a couple of weeks ago about how we were going to kind of make a show about like real estate and car culture. Cause it's both of our hobbies. Yeah, like, We absolutely. both love cars. I've got a, I've got a bunch of cars. I've got a collection. I've always been a car junkie. And, um, you know, so, so when you told me you're friends with Sean, I was like, Oh my God, we have to have him on the show. That would be like perfect such a perfect match. Cool show. It's like a perfect amount of content. So, yeah. so Sean, happy to have you. And, and, um, you know, I'm going to enjoy talking about like car, you know, two of my passions today, yeah. you know, so it's kind of cool. And so Sean, you, you started Paddock One. What was it that kind of, you know, really influenced you, you know, to move into like kind of that car real estate
1: space, you know, what was it that got you excited about it or what was it that got you started? Yeah, exactly. Um, just like you guys, very passionate guy about cars, always been a car guy just growing up. Like that was my thing. You know, my dad, and my brother had sports, me and my dad kind of had cars and that was like just everything I grew up with. So it was all about cars forever. And this was definitely out of our normal like realm of real estate that we were doing. Yeah. So most of what we do with the Graden group is um inventory surgery centers and medical office space. So this was definitely outside of our comfort zone. Yeah. But again But it was kind uh, of combining that
0: passion that you had for cars and then turning it into a kind of a business enterprise
1: too. One hundred percent. So just like you and Josh, like big car collector over time. At the time, I was renting a warehouse space in Tampa for all of my vehicles and trailers, and just all your junk that yeah. you know, comes along with having a car, yeah, extra yeah. wheels, having all that having extra stuff. cars and cars you're building exactly. and fast cars exactly. that break all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw this concept of garage condos in um, Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. A uh, buddy of mine that I was doing track days with called me up and was like, hey, come check this thing out when you're in town. And I was like, what the heck is a garage condo? Yeah. And so I check it out, and I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. What's this cost? And he's like, oh, I own it. I was like, oh, no way. Storage you own? Like, this is the coolest thing ever. So, yeah, came fast forward, came to Tampa looking for it to move my stuff into it, and there was nothing here. And um, so yeah, I just got to talking to another one of my buddies that was big into cars, um, Jordan Ferralis, who's big in uh, self-storage development. And he and I just got talking about it in spitball, and it was like, Yeah, what do you think about just Yeah, this needs to do it. this? Do this it happen- here, yeah. You know, we could do it. You know, you guys are investor group and in do development and he's in kind of the same sort of realm. And yeah, we partnered on it and decided to to go ahead and do it. Yeah, it's cool.
0: Yeah, so if you're interested in a garage condo, paddock dash one, P A D D O C K onecom one dot com for their website. They've got their inventory. They've got stuff for sale on there. And so the other, the other cool thing that that I like about it is that, um, you know, one of the things that that I always find frustrating as like a, you know, as a car owner, and I talk I talk to you about this when I when I take my stuff out to armature works. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you have like you know like the the difference of like uh, paddock one doing like little car gatherings with all of your owners is that it's all car enthusiasts okay so you're and i'm sure you'll do public events and 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 things like that which makes sense every once in a while but but you get to hang out with people of like mind that that are that are successful that are that love cars instead of having to go somewhere where like the public is then you know sitting in your car falling on a, i i literally i i told the story yeah. a couple of weeks ago i had a woman rollerblading And she was trying to, like, make the perfect pose, like with my car, and fell on it. And it didn't. Fortunately, it didn't damage anything. But it was like I mean, I was I was like, okay, I'm leaving, right? <laughs> and and so the cool part about about paddock one is when you do those events for people that are car enthusiasts, you know, they're gonna they're gonna be able to walk around and see other people's cars without as much of like the Armature Works public footprint, which I think is really cool because again, it's kind of like you see all these meetup groups and all these different things, and we have these cars and coffee. But eighty percent of the people that go to cars and coffee aren't the owners of the cars, and then you're trying to when you find a car that you like because. You're you're also a, an enthusiast and you can't even find the owner because there's thousands of people around you can't even figure out who owns the car and it's like so I like the idea of making those smaller little private gatherings that
1: you, I'm sure you guys will do formula 1 races different things like that stuff is super cool to me Exactly exactly yep that's exactly how we're set up so that's one of the main things that really makes us unique and it a really cool spot to be a part of is that kind of privacy yeah it's a private group we're a little bit smaller of a community so you can see garage condos range from about thirty five units up to three hundred units. Yeah. So we're sitting at right about sixty one units. So it's a much smaller group and it's all you gotta understand it's it's luxury storage. I yeah. mean, this stuff is high end. Right, I mean, right, you right. Built this thing to a certain status and it right. costs a certain premium for that. So the car owner you're getting that's a collector that's moving in there is of kind of a different status yeah. than just your basic, you know, car guy going out to armature work. Yeah. So you're right in that sense. And so we have private events for just our owners. Um, pretty much that's all we're doing. Um, and we built that with it in mind. So our our clubhouse itself is 3000 square feet. We put in about a million dollars into the interior of that it's got a boardroom. Um, it's got a little bar lounge areas. So it's set up for us to kind of come together Around cars, but then have that lead to other business. Yeah, because most of the owners that are in there are entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. Business owners. Yeah, of course. A lot of them are in real estate. Yeah, exactly. So that's super. Getting cool. that group together and having that sort of network is a cool thing. And then. Yeah, occasionally we'll do a public event, just sort of open it up, let people kind of see. Yeah, and that's what for advertising, is. right? Yeah, yeah, advertising, yeah, of course. We want to get people in there. We want to do more of these, kind yeah. all over the country. Yeah, yeah, that'd and be so super cool. We'll do some of that. But where do you yeah. think
0: your next spot is? Putting you on the spot. I mean, do you guys do you guys want to focus on expanding in Florida first, or are you more opportunistic,
1: looking for, you know, like the right deal or the right location? Right. So I would say both, but for sure our next location is going to be Orlando, Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, no um, brainer. So we're already looking at a piece of land. We've got a letter of intent on it. Um, So we're going to go to Orlando next. Um, Honestly, when we were promoting uh, Tampa in the beginning, we did one event out in Orlando and we got way more feedback in Orlando. More people kind of understood what the concept was versus Tampa. We were kind of having to educate people a little bit. What is a garage condo? How does that sort of work? So Orlando definitely next. We've got a couple other spots in Florida where we're sort of focusing on being first to market. So we're not really hitting other cities that have these already in them you want to go sort of somewhere where they don't have where they don't already. have it and that we're makes we're, sense we're put it in yeah. yeah that makes a ton of sense but yeah to your point um yeah opportunistic um other areas around the nation definitely so we've had quite a few people that have come to us that say you know love this idea like wish i had one here i've got land i'd love to do it i just don't have the expertise right. so partnerships on that side what was your first
0: car What was your first car that kind of got you into, like, loving cars? Maybe not your first car, but your first
1: car that got you into, like... Kind of car culture, yeah, for sure. So it was a 2006 uh Pontiac GTO. Okay, there you go. It yeah, had six liter yeah. yeah, LS2. Yeah, big old, big and, old V8. Yeah, oh my gosh. And I, I took this thing to the max. It was ridiculous. So I still I see people blowers you know and turbos oh, on those. There's still in.
0: people I see out at Bradenton like with turbos and yeah, blowers on them. Those crushed. motors that were That LS2 is a monster, and it's also a sleeper because not a lot of people knew that those were fast. Like, exactly. Like I have a Ford Lightning uh, pickup truck that's yep. built and 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 pretty fast, and people. I mean there are people that know what it is and know that it's fast but then there's other people that have no idea exactly. like they don't even know what it is because it's you know it's a you know almost a 20 year old yeah car. but
2: someone can yeah. be too fast when I was uh, I was on the other coast about two weeks ago my buddy has a twin turbo Chevelle uh-huh thousand and thirty horsepower I've never felt so unsafe in my life.
0: Oh yeah, because it spins. It spins. It was yeah, horrifying. And it's wheel drive. Yeah, like He's I have a, smiling I have a, I'm like I'm going to die. I have, a, I have a 1500 wheel horsepower this GTR, okay. right? So my Yeah, 1500, but that's different though, because it? it's all wheel drive. Yeah. And it's all the tech is there and but the but uh, but like my Supra for example, I have a built 96 Supra. That thing feels like a, I mean it scares me to death really. It? it is yeah. it yeah. is scary. Like you hit that thing, you go from like 60 to 120 in that thing. I mean, I'm doing that on closed roads everybody. Like yeah. don't Please don't send me the hate mail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> South Mexico, yeah, South, but but like you do that in that car, and it is it does not. You're, you're hanging on. Yeah, I mean it's a it, the technology isn't I mean it, the technology is advanced so much now with like all wheel drive and traction control and boost lag. You know, so like Correct. the boost doesn't hit until they're sure that the tractions Yeah, there when that, it's unplanned. Yeah, but like those older like hot rod cars that have that kind of power, those are they they're scary. It takes a different driver to it, be skilled enough to, to be able to drive that car absolutely. and also those cars will actually not perform as well because they won't get tracked. It's Correct. hard to make sure that they get traction. It was know? not
2: reasonable. In fact, two of my friends were with me I was like, "Why don't you guys come in here as well?" Because I was like, "If I'm going out there, come with me." I'm not <laughs> I ain't going out alone. It was <laughs> like,
0: it was like when the and, and I, I think back to like when the Nissan GTR, the 2009 model came out, the R35, and they they built it up, and then people started putting power adders and all wheel drive, like that to me was like the first wave of economical the new tech economical new tech all wheel drive and a car that in a quarter a mile was going to be really hard to beat by the by the american muscle co- rear wheel drive cars you know until they've advanced and now of course they've advanced and there's plenty that that compete but but it, it's just interesting to see car technology kind of kind of passing along. So speaking of car technology, obviously we've got a movement with electric cars right now. how do you guys and I, I will admit I'm not an electric car owner. I don't know that I I might have to be, I might have to have one at some point, but I don't but I don't plan on it. It's just not my jam. Like I need to hear noise, I want to smell gas. Like I I want like the 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 actual driving experience so to me a, a computer navigating me around is it is it really my jam but knowing that that's a direction that that a, a lot of the population is going I assume you guys are set up to like incorporate that into your grid you know plug-in power for you know even even like the hybrid cars aren't full there's some of the like Lamborghinis and Mclaren's that are coming out now that are yeah. like both you know yeah. what I mean so uh, I assume you guys have that kind of incorporated yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, we definitely have the capability. Um, again, we kind of just over-engineered everything with Paddock One. So when it comes to your electric, you've got you got plenty of space to add that kind of thing. Um, but none of our buyers, um, for the most part. Our electric car owners are electric car owners. Yeah, I, I, I think a few may have them, like you said, and just out of kind of necessity. And, and I and, think
0: that again, uh, they're right for the right people. But if you're talking like exotic car owners and cars that hold value, I mean, look, Elon runs a great business, but he slashed prices pretty dramatically this year. Which although a lot of people in the exotic car space think of them as assets because when you're talking about you know certain Ferraris, Lamborghinis, McLarens, um, those things uh, appreciate, they go up in value. Um, whereas the electric cars are mass produced to the point where the only ones now that go up in value are like the really old ones, like the the original Tesla is is going up in value and rare type stuff. But but majority of the electric cars are going to be mass produced, a lot of them on the road, and probably not as um, accepted by you know collectors and enthusiasts the same way. I mean, sure, there's going to be people that like them, but it, it's 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 not there yet where um, you know where I would imagine you'd have a lot of people. You know using them so have you driven no. one?
2: i have i have interesting experience but just not it's not my jam so i had i i bought a take in turbo the porsche yeah if there was one electric car to get that was it yeah it, yeah, it handled like a porsche it drove like a porsche yeah made a cool futuristic sound when you put your foot on the gas but like the jetsons yeah <laughs> and i think again i think that like the the Tesla Roadster. And I mean, so it's gnarly. You have there to respect some it. of the,
0: the, the performance of yeah. it is off the charts. Yeah. It's not my jam. <clears so. throat> we're going to be back. We're going to continue this conversation about rides and real estate with Paddock One Garages after a quick break here on the Dunkin' Duo Show. So we're back here on the Dunkin' Duo Show talking about rides and real estate with Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage Group, Sean Murphy from Paddock One uh, Garages. I'm Andrew Duncan uh, from the Duncan Duo team at Remax. And so... I um, you know, I was excited about this show because it was like, you know, like we always talk real estate, yeah. you know, but this is like a unique way of bringing real estate with you know, some, something, you know, that I love. What do you think is the and you don't have to tell us the car because there may be security concerns here. But what's the what's the highest value car uh that you guys that you guys have
1: in your uh in your condos right now? <laughs> I always get this question. Everybody wants to know that they're like, "What's the most expensive car?" Does somebody have? And I don't need to know the name so, of the car, but the dollar value, correct. roughly. Yeah, I think I can give you the dollar value because yeah, we we do have some we security issues, privacy and, and nondisclosures yeah, and everything with our with our owners and and we kind of we build on that. So yeah, we want to keep that. But um, I would say a single vehicle uh, around the million dollar mark. Okay. Cool. Um, collection wise, I would say. There's one that's more around the five million. That's awesome.
0: That's super cool. cool. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's and it's interesting
0: because like um, when you talk like when you when you look at like some of the seven figure cars, a lot of them didn't start out as seven figure cars. And again, kind of comparing them as an asset, what people don't understand is there's always been this stigma that uh, cars are bad investments. And for ninety five percent of the cars, that's an accurate statement. For for the for how most people think of cars, yes. But if you're talking about wealth building, there are a lot of cars that are very safe plays that you can enjoy and either make money on or, or drive for free or lose very little on. There's a lot of courses out there. There's a lot of guys that teach courses. I've seen them all. And there's good information if you can weed through some of the some of the stigma attached to it. But the the reality is, is that it is an investment class today. There are people that that do well investing in cars. They get great financial benefits. So like, if I think about seven figure cars, I mean, you've got like, um, event aren't quite there, but you've got like, uh, P1 McLaren's, you got McLaren Senna's that were not, you know, that that have gone up pretty considerably in value. Um, you've even got like the Ford GT's, same thing. Those were not million dollar cars. I mean, people that bought a 2005 Ford GT, I, it was, I don't even think it was a six figure car initially. I thought, I thought it was like 90 or 100 grand. And now that, now like, good good specs go that low miles go over like five and 600 grand. I yeah. mean like to, to five X your money on a car, you know, again, not every car is like that, but there are cars out there that, that you can make money on. And people, I think don't realize that. I think they see someone that drives like a high end exotic car. And they think, Oh, what a waste of money. And it's usually not, it's not the waste of money. People think they hold their mm-hmm. value. A lot of them hold their value pretty well. Mm-hmm. So even, um, and 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 not just that, but, like you said, it's a business. It opens the door to conversation with people that have that kind of like interest. and And I think that's probably what a lot of the Paddock One owners think is they, you know, they get to get into that culture, and then that car kind of opens them up into that culture. And while they're not necessarily buying the car to get business, it it helps because it it builds relationships. It opens up networking. So I know like I like the cool cars I've done, I think I've always kind of done that. So. What do you think is the – so of the cars you've owned, what what's your favorite? What's the favorite
1: car you've ever owned? Oh, man. That's a tough one. Um, I, I guess I have a point to what you were saying there earlier where how the cars sort of open doors and you sort of add to networking. So I'll, I'll kind of follow up with yeah. that. So I, I think one car that, that I really missed and that I really loved was I had a um, 2018 uh Mustang uh, GT 350. Oh, the GT 350 Yeah, that's that a flat that's crank, a driver's a car. Yeah, it's a beautiful sound. car. So that was a fun car. Not the most expensive car in the world, but just a but awesome for, for dollar value car. performance. Oh my goodness, off the charts, Great. incredible performance. Great. Yeah, for the money. So the next car I got after that, um, as we were kind of starting to promote Paddock One was I got a Porsche gt3RS oh those are I sick, also yeah. I have a buddy with one and
0: raves about it he's owned a bunch of other exotics yeah. and to him that is his like get in and drive never have an issue never breaks down never has to go into the shop yeah. dependable 10 second quarter mile like beast right Monster. Like, so yeah he monster loves track that car.
1: car monster track car very fun car to drive but like you said as soon as when I went from Mustang to that car, um, You probably weren't going back. The network was crazy. Yeah. So suddenly, like all of these guys that were in those Ferrari clubs or had Lamborghinis or other Porsches, the more exotic cars, it suddenly opened those doors up. Like I knew all these guys for yeah. five years, but they've never invited me. Now you more authentic. Oh, no, you, you, more authentic. No, you credibility with them. Yeah. 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 Oh, so yeah. they never invited me to anything. As right. soon as I pulled up in the RS. Suddenly, it was like, "Hey, man, we're going right. for we're going a drive on a rally this weekend. Or doing this, yeah, yeah we're going to head us. down to St. Pete. We're going to grab yeah. some food and come back. Hit the yeah. bridges, you know, whatever." And it was like suddenly it opened those doors. So there, there is value in that too. Yeah. You know, just like a, you know, we talk about it before. Nice watches, just different yeah. Yeah. things like that. Network can come from having those yeah, kind of nicer sure. things.
0: Josh, what about you? Favorite car you've had? He's paused. He's take, he's pondering.
2: Yeah, I am. He's had yeah. a lot of nice cars. I know my answer. I know
0: my answer. So why don't I do this? I'll give my answer. You give and your Come answer back on the, the break, let yeah. you think about it, and then we come back after the break, we'll hit you. Okay. Mine is my G- my black GTR. It's 1,500 wheel horsepower. It is absolutely insane adrenaline rush. It has, like, every carbon fiber piece you can imagine. It's, it's like, per- I love the car. It's black. The paint is perfect. And when I bought it, it was at the time I had a BMW M6, and a and a, a ninety six Supra that was built, and I bought the GTR. And um, for me, it was almost like, it was kind of like one of those moments where like, okay, now I've arrived, kind of a thing, you know. For me, yeah. and and I didn't have an exotic yet, and this is like six seven years ago. And uh, but but for me, that was like a big moment, and it's probably the car that I think I have the most most emotional attachment to. Like it, you know, so for me. I think it was my business at the same time that I bought that my business started exploding lots of good things started happening and so um so I think I have a, a the most I'm probably the most emotionally attached to that one. So the other cars I feel like I have I love but that one is probably the one that I think stays in my collection. But I also have one that got away and I'm going to talk about the one that got away after we hit your best one after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market but you know what we're really talking about cars today. We're talking about cars because we're combining rides and real estate. Uh, Sean Murphy from Paddock One Premium Garage Condos. You can check out their uh, available garage condos in Tampa at paddock-one.com. And uh, talking to Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage Group. And we're, we're just talking cars today because, you know, we've got like a cars and real estate kind of blend going on. And Josh, we asked you before the break what the favorite car you've owned was and what is it?
2: So I have to say my new one. The it G8 is. M3. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a sweet car, dude. All-around yeah. performance. Yeah. And the tech, the tech, tech is incredible. But the handling, yeah. the the all-wheel drive. I mean, it's a close second. I had a tuned E63S. That was like 800 horsepower. But this M3 just out the box is yeah.
0: fantastic. Yeah, it's an awesome car. And the color, the color pops. That gray is like, yeah, yeah I like it. Sweet. So my one that got away. So I um I get Emotionally attached to cars, I always say that like I'm gonna have one woman at a time, but I'm gonna have like a bunch of cars, right? <laughs> <laughs> I get my variety in the cars, so I I have literally I have a dozen cars, and so but but prior to like doing as well financially. Um, I couldn't keep the cars like I keep them now. Like now, I buy one, I get emotionally attached, and after two years, instead of trading in, I'm just like, "Hey, I'll keep it." You know? yeah. I never drive the damn thing; it sits over there. But I'm keeping it, you know. I don't yeah. want anyone else to drive it. But the one that got away from me was an E60 M5, BMW M5 from 2006, the V10. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that car! It was Interlagos blue. And at the time, I sold it for nineteen thousand dollars.
2: Oh, you had it. You
0: owned I ha- it. I, ha- I owned one. I had it for two years. He remembers. Like I-, I had one, and I loved the car, right? But I decided I wanted you know they I wanted more power when the new M6 came out, the twin turbo V6 or twin twin turbo V8 M6. So I-, I bought that, and it just didn't at the time in my life with the garage space that I had and the house I lived in, it did not make sense to have to True. have them both. Um, now you know my whole first floor of my house is a garage, so it's like literally I could I could store fourteen cars in my in my garage, so I'm I'm good, right? But then I didn't have that, so it's like okay, do I want it to sit outside? It's going to get rained on. I'm never going to drive it. Like I don't have enough time. I just uh, you know, and so I sold it, and I regret it because it was per- the car was perfect, like it. It was in lo- mint condition. It was in mint condition, and it had miles on it because I drove it. It was my daily, like it was my real estate car. I would go on appointments and. But but I had like a I had aftermarket exhaust. It just sounded so good. Like I miss that, that V ten sound is it, that V ten. And it's, it's not that, compared to the cars of today with like the turbos and stuff. It was not fast. Like no, we're talking it like a twelve fast, second yeah. quarter mile car. Like it is not like right. you you can buy like straight off the shelf um, you know Civics that 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 compete with this car now. But the sound of it then, just though. sounded so good. Right, yeah. and so. I've looked over the years. I've looked. Oh, and and by the way, I ended up reaching back out to the guy. Like maybe two or three years later, he totaled
2: it. Oh. He totaled it, and I was like,
0: "Oh no, you didn't." So I've looked over the years. I've looked for another one, and every time I see one in that color, because that color to me is the color for that car. It's uh, it's like a dark blue. Every time I find one it's just beat to death or yep. it's got problems or it doesn't have the right maintenance done. Those things were a maintenance nightmare. The they had they had like transmission problems, clutch problems, Vanos. I mean they had so many it was issues a on those clutch, cars. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh SMG uh you know so the but ultimately uh I still want one. Like I'm going to end up having one of those cars. So the car I can't wait for um, and again, there's exotics that are coming that I think are incredible. Like, I mean, you look at some of the stuff coming out of Lamborghini right now, and those cars are absolutely insane. But I can't wait for R34 GTRs to get here from Japan. Yeah, those are a year away. Yeah, they'll be available. The GTTs are already coming in, but the GTRs are about a year away. Was it
2: 25 years?
0: 25 years. You yeah, start? Yeah. So a buddy yeah. of
2: mine has one and he has his dealer tag. Yep, and he had I don't even know what engine he had dropped in, it, and it's blue like that interlock. Yeah,
0: it's like it's called Bayside Blue. Yeah, it
2: is insane.
0: Yeah, Yeah, right-hand drive, beautiful. Yeah, those cars are insane. And so, so I have had people come to me and be like, Andrew, I can get you one before that, but then they're like gray area, and you've got to run the risk of Florida, like you know. I'm like, you know what, with my profile, is not worth it. Like I'm waiting until they're fully legal, and then I'll get one. But I've been looking. You know, I have a guy in Japan that actually looks for me and i've been looking at inventory there to buy ahead of time and then store it there i just haven't pulled the trigger on anything but so those the, cars i think are are the price is just going to shoot through the roof i believe so like when the 32s came over they almost doubled the 33s the r33s increased and the r34s have been going up i mean they've i remember uh three or four years ago i was looking at buying them and they were like you could buy like a nice good condition for like 60 grand now that same car's 125 grand, 150 grand. You know, wow. some of them, some of the really rare ones are going for like four and five hundred grand. So they're definitely like collect long term collector pieces. But it'll be neat when we start seeing them. Um, you know, here, uh, yeah, that's cool. It'll it'll be neat when we start seeing them here. So, so anyway, continuing our conversation about real estate, um, you know, Josh, you had found a a, um, a property in Atlantic City, a development. Yeah. where it looks like they're starting to like build like a like a formula 1 esque track with on the water with yeah. with units around it and 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 look a lot of the a lot of the car culture i think you're going to see more of this blending with real estate bringing in car culture with you know with with tracks and with with all these different capabilities that are out mm-hmm. there um, but yeah,
2: the the Atlantic City property is pretty incredible. Listen to this description. Developers plan to build a two point seven billion Formula One style racetrack housing and shopping complex on the site of a former airport in Atlantic City. I mean, just listen to that. The airport part sounds cool because you know they got some long runways. I mean, really that's edible. why they do those air events. You
0: know, they do this half mile event at, yep. at airports. I think right?
2: I'm sold. I mean, God, I can't imagine what the prices will be though. And to talk about that, right, the real estate aspect of it. Even with Sean's garage condos, what an investment alone on just the condo itself, mm-hmm. on the prices that those go up over time. Oh yeah, yeah, real real, real estate.
0: Like you're you're definitely beating the market. You're doing well, yeah. and you're investing in something kind of cool. and you're having fun. Yeah, you're having fun. Yeah. You're getting a network. Like I, I think it's a no. I think the concept is is extremely uh, intelligent. So kudos to you for kind of being a a pioneer in it. It's, it's super cool. Um, I, I, I'm just, I'm an enthusiast. So I love seeing this stuff kind of develop because I think, again, it means more meets, more gatherings, more cars, more car enthusiast stuff. Um, the other thing I saw, I saw an Airbnb not long ago, um, that, that had a, that was a house and had a racetrack all the way around it. And it was like, did you see that? I did Did see see it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, and it was like one of those places that like, that like you would go with like a group of buddies. Like, I think it said it could, it could have like eight it could house like eight people or something. So to me, that's like a boys trip right there. That's like, you know what? We're going to take our cars. We're going to rally up there. And then we're going to stay there for like a weekend and then do, you know, you know, time, do, do, do do racetrack stuff, you know? So, so yeah, that, that part looked really
2: cool. You saw that house in Thanos Sassa, the Lazy Days RV guy. Oh, of course I did. Yeah, I had, that yeah. I had a million friends did send that to me. You go me there, and like Andrew, this needs <laughs> to be your next step. Did you go to that house? Did you I see didn't, it in person? I didn't see it. I, but I looked I at.
0: I looked at like the they had a drone video, and I looked Stunning. at the drone video, and I was like. Ugh! <laughs> And it wasn't for what it was. I mean, people were. What it was, it was very well priced. Correct. But mm-hmm. P, you heard people like complaining about it online. It's like you clearly don't understand what this would cost. No. Like you right. do not know what this is. Like, and didn't it? Did, I think it even had like a it had a basketball court too. I thought I, I thought yeah, it had and like, I had. So. I had like my passions. Like it was like a racetrack and a
2: basketball court. Like I'll never leave. I think it had, and I think some of the cars came with it. Yeah, the they, they were advertising. I saw I saw a house there.
0: recently in um, Colorado. I think it was Colorado. Um, a buddy of mine has this house listed in Colorado. And it was it was the house and it had like the garages on the side, and it was like a four-car garage on each side that was three cars deep. And it, and it, and he staged it and he took the pictures and he had the cars like in the garage for the video. And it was like a Senna, a P1. What? Yeah, there was a Senna, there was yeah. a P1, there was an F40. This guy literally had like a $20 million. The car collection was worth what the house was. You know, it was right. it was really cool. I'm trying to remember what city it was in, but that but that that was really cool. And I've actually focused it's funny like I've done some of my best rehab flip projects um have been me buying houses that had garages that weren't finished or people that didn't advertise it as as big of a garage as it was. Like I bought a house in South Tampa last year and I I made like hundred grand on on buying it, and it was just an MLS listing. It wasn't like somebody that came to me with some off market deal. Some of
2: the best deals are on the MLS though. You,
0: when an agent makes a mistake, they don't check a box. My land yeah. on Bayshore, some of it I bought on MLS, and the person, the agent, this is years ago, didn't even have it listed as waterfront. Like they did, they just made a mistake. So, and uh, so they were missing all the buyers in the marketplace, right? So this was one of those. They they called it a one car garage. It was a thirteen hundred square foot garage with one door. Like they just didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know the value of it. So I bought it, renovated the house, and and then decked out the garage. I put mini splits in it. I put floors. I like, you know, I made it really cool. I drywalled it all in. I added electric, and and so like, and I I did very well with that. And so I actually look for that sometimes. I look for those like those houses that are, um, you know, that are maybe beat up and have like a workshop that can be turned into like this really cool man cave. And I've done very well on them by people just. There's there's a lot of real estate agents that don't understand the value of a garage. It's usually not a dude like us, because yeah. we usually get that. <laughs> so you can probably get the direction I'm pointing at. But they look at it and they say, oh, it's a one-car garage. There's one door on there. N- no, that's 1,300 square feet. That's like a six or seven-car garage. Yeah, like, well, that that's yours. key in Florida that yeah. we
2: don't have basements. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And and especially because the property was in South Tampa. You don't have garages for a lot of no. economical-priced homes in South Tampa. So that, that was no. a home run. And I always look at that. like I literally have a search set up. I go and I look for opportunities, because I think a lot of times you can, you can rent Innovate a garage really inexpensively, like compared to the rest of the house. And then you're applying the property to people like th- that we know. Um, and the guys that bought the property, interestingly enough, bought it and Arnie they're gonna rent the house out, and they're just using the garage portion for storage of their own of their own cars. They literally were like, We're just gonna rent the house out and pay the mortgage and get free car storage. Genius, right. very smart, but But so I I always look for those kind of little gems like that where people undervalue the garage and and I deal with it all the time because I think agents even some of the agents in my own company I have to coach them up on this they're like oh well here's this house it's a one car garage and it's a comp of this one over here I'm like no 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 that's a three car garage house like you don't understand like one door to to the right person that's more valuable Mm -hmm. than like an incredible pool you know so. And I think – and again, I would much rather – I'm more focused on garage than pool. I'm going to use that way more than I'm going to use a pool. Not to every customer, but 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 to some. So what um, what were some ideas that inspired you? Like with, with Paddock One, what were some things that inspired you? Like um, – and we're up against a break, so we're going to continue this with our last segment. But I'd love to hear, like, where the vision for it came from or, you know, where your inspiration came from or, you know w- – w- you know, or 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 literally like the design ideas, like that kind of stuff. And we'll talk more about that after a quick break here on the Dunkin' Duo Show. So we're back here on the Dunkin' Duo Show. Sean Murphy with Paddock One uh, Garage Condos and Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage Group. And so I was talking before the break. Um, you know, this has been our kind of our Rides in Real Estate edition, talking about uh, garage condos and, and cars and real estate. And so, Sean, what was, you know, the design of Paddock One? Um, what was kind of your inspiration behind it or you know, where, where did you seek wisdom or, or how did you kind of come up with, this is what we're going to do?
1: Right. So a lot of it came from really just being in sort of exotic or high-end car dealerships is kind of where I got this because we're a little bit more modern. It's tilt wall construction. It's very clean build. Um, that's where a lot of it came from, but at the end of the day, a lot of it, was from just what I would want, and like I said earlier, we sort of over-engineered this thing. I mean, I could have built this thing way cheaper, metal, but you building, wanted quality, and you wanted a, the right customer, yeah, right? Because I'm I'm a user as well, yeah. and you know I I am in the same circles. I understand their issues, just like you talked about South Tampa home, small garage. So like I needed the space as well. So so this is perfect for those people, that. yeah. So it's perfect, yeah. and so when I looked at it, it was like, what are the things that I'm going to want? You know, I'm going to want it to have this clean tilt wall. I want it to have a certain hurricane rating. I mean, I want this thing to be a fortress, and then I want a cool space for everybody to get together. I want to be able to put my office in it. I want to be able to, you know, go to the clubhouse and meet with people and, and network. So, it really, just took everything that I really wanted and tried to try to do that within reason That's of cool. a budget. Um, and and it worked out well. And and there's different things that happen where certain things had to be changed, and and it just came down to it was like no I i wanted a certain way and it I don't care what it costs. We have That's to have awesome. it this way. So it's right.
0: What are the price ranges
1: of the units you have available now? Yep. So currently we've got uh a few thousand square foot units and a handful of twelve hundred square foot units left. And they are starting at three hundred and fifty five thousand and go up to about three hundred and 95,000 depending on upgrades, different features, upgrades. Yeah, yeah, so you can add mezzanines and and what you want to do, and and location a little bit too. So, if you're a little closer to the clubhouse or you know, you're an end unit where you've got an extra, you know, concrete wall and some more windows, some more natural lighting, that kind of stuff will add to it. But, you
0: know, that's awesome. And so, Josh, you had um, mentioned we want to talk about mortgage rates really quickly because it sounds like we're getting some relief there, which which is forging ahead with some some strong market activity. We're feeling it in our company. So, Correct, what yeah. are you seeing with rates happening?
2: And we're seeing it too. A lot of uptick of referrals. Um, so, the CPI data came out and inflation, they were predicted to be about 0.3 for the month and it was 0.2. So, they did a calculation and annualized that would put inflation at about 2.4% and the feds want to be at 2%. So that means that they may knock off one of those rate hikes for this year and only have maybe one or two more opposed to three, uh, which is really good, the markets reacted well. So the week prior, the job numbers came out, 200,000 more jobs than what they predicted. Rates tanked, we've gained all of that back. I think we gained like a full basis point. So rates went from 7.6 down to 7.2, 7.1, and next week could be even possibly lower. So for anybody that is looking to buy, Awesome opportunity because we've got a really good reprieve right now. Yeah,
0: so so again, if they wait, they could bump back up against. So a hundred percent, they could. you've yes. got a window
2: now where they've come down a little
0: bit. Where if you were looking at something, or if you pre-qualled yeah. and you look at your payment, you know, a few weeks ago, look at it again because it's very likely you're talking about a lower payment right now. And we've 100%. always talked about this. You you know, you're 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 dating the rate. You're marrying the house. You know, you yep. you can refinance when the rates come back down. Uh, and you're going to get a better deal on the house than when, because here's the deal: we saw when rates were two and three percent, we were seeing thirty percent appreciation a year. So when the rates drop back down again, that's probably going to come back. And and so if will. you wait to buy until rates drop down, you're gonna you're gonna offset what you might think you're going to pay in a rate uh, with a much higher price, and you're stuck with the price forever. You're not stuck with the rate forever. So uh, definitely, the s- smart people right now are taking advantage of that opportunity and, and looking at it and and investing. So. Uh, definitely something to to pay attention to. And we're feeling the same thing. We're sensing a little bit stronger buyer demand. And what happens is rates come back down. You get more sellers that have said, you know what, I'm going to Airbnb my house and buy another one or I'm going to stay put. You're going to have more inventory come on the market because it's going to motivate and encourage those people to sell their homes when their rates get closer to the rate that they're at on the house. Like, Correct. But you've got people holding on to inventory and saying, I don't want to sell because I'm at three and a half percent. And I'm going to have to go out and buy at 7. I don't want to give up my house. Even though if you break that down mathematically, there's a lot of people making a mistake on that. But psychologically, that's what they're doing. And so when rates get a little as, – as they inch a little closer to that, you're going to get enough people say, okay, it's not worth it. I'm going to sell and, and move on. So uh, we we think we'll see a little bit more inventory as, as rates soften. So we'll see. Agreed. Well, anyway, I appreciate you coming on, Sean. It was awesome to have you. Yeah. Um, Again, if you're interested in a garage condo, paddock-one.com, Paddock One Premium Garage Condos. You can uh, look at the units they have available, learn more about uh, condo garage ownership. And uh, when we aren't on air, make sure to follow us on our socials at The Duncan Duo. We're at The Duncan Duo. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, pretty much everywhere there is. And Sean, what
1: about you guys at Paddock One, your, uh, your, your Twitter, your social media handles? Yep, social media handle uh is at P one Garage Condos. And uh yeah, thank you guys awesome. so much for having me. Had a yeah. had a great time.
0: Awesome, awesome. And Josh, how about you guys social handle? We are at J M A Goodwin. J M A Goodwin. And then uh at the Duncan Duo. And we'll be back next week getting back to maybe a little bit less cool stuff. Now I'm I'm just real estate's always cool. We'll be back talking about real estate next Sunday. Have an awesome rest of your Sunday, Tampa Bay. Thanks for tuning in.